What's up guys, this is Sean Tan and welcome to another episode of the Eheng Podcast and we are still at home now. So since I got time, I'm going to do more of this kind of session and today will be an Asking Sean session. Uh, so we will be reading an email from Mutalib1. Okay. Hi Sean, can I ask about Bumi Lot, Bumi Kota? I have asked a few property agents and their replies are always different. So I'm sure if it has to do with state government regulations, for example, Slango might be different from KL. Informations that I have heard before. Number one, I heard if you buy a Bumi lot, then forever it can only be sold back to a Bumi. Number two, I can appeal so that the Bumi lot can be sold to a non-Bumi. If so, how? Number three, I have also heard that if I buy Bumi quota, then I can sell it to a non-Bumi provider. I pay some extra tax to reflect the discount that I received initially because I'm a Bumi. Number four, got info also say I buy from a non-Bumi, then because I'm a Bumi, the title will be flagged as a Bumi unit and later only I can sell to Bumi. I hope you clear up this confusion and provide a definitive answer to this. Thanks, one. So one, thank you very much and hope that your family and yourself is uh, safe at home. So first of all, let me answer this question, right? Uh, what to define what is Bumi? Bumi in is stated in the Act of Law, right? It's a uh, a few definition. Number one is definitely our Malay friends, uh. so our Malay friends are Bumi Butras. Then after that, they are also natives, natives where they are orang asli, part of the orang asli blood, right? Those are also native. So this especially reflects in the East Malaysia, where you look right up, down, right, left, right. Or he looks like a Chinese, but actually he's a Bumi because the, maybe the grandfather is a Kalazan. Then we also have the Peranakan family. The Melaka Peranakan family, also part of them is uh, Bumi. And Bumi or not, right, is often registered when they are registering for their birth cert or IC. Lah. So sometimes I have came across family where the brother, the elder brother is actually Bumi. Then the younger brother is not Bumi. <laughs> right, so this is the fault, the human error in our Malaysian wonderful system. Lah. Then when one, you said that it's different in accordance to state and yes, you are correct. So as all land matters are state matters because state government actually rules over whatever land matters. Lah. So every land will have different requirements and quotas for boomy lots. Lah. So for example, when I got transferred over to JB, right, it's a 15% discount for all boomy lots. And then in KL, it's around 7% or some 5%. So these are the discount to actually ease the entire ownership for our Bumis. Lah. So let's reset, right? Uh, first of all, let's talk about Bumi allocation. When a developer wants to launch a certain property, right, they will need to propose all this to the state government and all the local authorities are around like 17 different authorities like Jabatan Landscape, lah, Jabatan Civil, lah, uh, Infra, lah. Uh, housing lah, uh, a lot lah, banyak banyak lagi. And if you look into the chart of a lot of developer office, right, like the sales chart, right, the unit chart, you can have a lot of stickers, one. So some of them they tell you sold out, but in fact, some is like twenty percent of them needs to be allocated for Bumi lots, and some fifteen, some even fifty in accordance to the land. Okay, so maybe this piece of land was not originally plan under the local plan right in the state government this this land was not designated as a residential high-rise but you know developers are always opportunities they see land right then they will try to 
negotiate with the government and saying that okay, can I build this piece of land? But this piece of land was designated for some other purposes, maybe school or whatsoever. So, but the state wants to get money out of it so they can actually sustain the infrastructure works or to build this school somewhere else, right? So, because the plan was actually designed like maybe 20, 30 years ago, land use will change. So in exchange for value, the state government will put in more terms and condition, and some of these term and condition comes in the terms of allocation of bumi lots. For example, Sunrise Serene, I heard is around fifty percent bumi allocation, fifty percent. So let's say I build two blocks of apartments, right? One entire block, right? Again, a one entire block. Is bumi allocated? So that's allocation. Secondly, let's talk about the unit designation. It means that uh, let's say there's hundred units, right? Uh, as long as the number of units, the total number of units in terms of percentage fulfill the quota, then I'm good. So that's in terms of percentage. So in any regardless unit, right? I don't care unit. I don't care floor level. I don't care whatever. As long as it's twenty percent in total, then I'm good. But back in Johor, those days is uh they really we need to propose which unit is a bumi lot designated. Let's say zero four zero eight zero one, then it must be designated that particular piece of property is a bumi lot. So some will all propose the cheap cheap one, then some will all propose the expensive expensive one because since expensive cannot move ma. But no, the local authority, the housing department will actually come back to you with a designated distribution of units. Across your entire apartment, so that's another different way in accordance to state. And third of all, Bumi release. Some of you all will see like, oh, suddenly the developer will put out banners, right? Hey, Bumi unit release. Then you come to think of it, eh? I thought you said that the project was sold out. True and not true. So a lot of developers, right? They will say that let's say, uh, they have a twenty percent quota to fulfill. So they lock up everything, right? And people actually fully book that eighty percent. Then the eighty percent, right? Not everyone book, ma. So I can actually lock up the top five level or the top ten levels, right? So actually, I only selling six floors. So I six sell six floors over the whole apartments, right? It means that maybe like. Forty percent of it only, and a lot of people actually book for it because the initial promotion is good. Then I can actually announce to the media and press right hundred percent book. It looks super good. So this one the CEO all likes to feel like that lah, so they can get their bonuses. But in actual fact, so suddenly, uh, two to three years later, only you were suddenly eh. Why still got unit one? The Bumi lots are released. So this is when the remaining twenty percent of Bumi quota that they need to fulfill earlier was released because there's this action that they can take, which is the next topic, lah. So this applies to individual owners as well as uh, developers, where it means this, lah. So it's a Bumi lot, right? So it's designated for a Bumi purchaser. But as an owner, right, I cannot be holding this forever, ma. So what if I got no money to roll, eh? right? So the 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 government actually has this requirement of marketing this is to advertise your ad. So it's to advertise your property in three different local newspaper, Malay language newspaper. So it's like Metro, ah, uh, Sinaran, ah, uh, and ah. Uh, I don't even know what other newspaper already, right? In a duration of three months or six months, I forgot. So the details I forgot already. But 
you need to advertise in these three different newspaper for a, du- for a fixed duration. Then I will bring all these receipts and publications and bring back to the government and say that, hey, I tried advertising with him, but there's no buyers, no takers, really. No one wants to take up the lots. Then the, then the government will actually have a penalty, which means like, uh, which means, uh, for example, in Johor, it's like 15%, right? So they will just take up like maybe 7.5% of that total amount as a penalty then they will release all the unit right so that's the whole process of uh, boomy encounters that i have gone through before so we will go through the un- so we'll go through the question again so if you buy a boomy lot you can only sell back to a boomy lot yes uh, but there are terms and conditions so i always see boomy lot as a process as a process to get state consent it means that your transaction needs the blessing of the local authority some industry practice is that the, the individual owner they will put in three different newspaper already and still cannot sell but finally i find a person who is non-boomy right I, so i find a, i call it international uh, in jb we call it international uh if a international person a non-boomy person actually wants to buy up my unit I will ask for a consent from state A, Mr. State, I cannot afford to hold this property. Really. My uh, daughter needs to go to university. My, my, my who is sick, I need the money a lot. So the first time they will definitely reject. But you can always appeal. So you need a good lawyer for this to appeal again and again. So usually I think they say two to three times, most of the time you will get it lah. So it's almost the same process as a leasehold property. When you want to transact a leasehold property, you need state consent. It's almost the same. So that's for question two. So for question three, I am not sure because if you sell to a non-boomy, you need to pay some extra tax. So it depends. I don't know. Like, question three. So I also heard that if I buy boomy quota, you can sell to non-boomy. I don't think so. It's only upon the release letter from the state government no? so of course i think they will ask for something in return because they want to protect the entire intention of this boomy designation ma. so if a boomy person buy a non-boomy lot will the unit become a boomy i don't think so since we are in this topic right so maybe i can also then propose questions for our boomy friends or non-boomy friends ah. many of my malay friends uh, malay investors right even themselves don't want to buy boomy lots as investment boomy lots are then are a perfect product for homeowners or home users. So if you're buying a home, right, it's very, very attractive. So you get like 15%. Imagine, right, a 1 million house, you get 15%, it's 150,000. Eh. On top of that, you still got the whatever discount from the developers or more. So it's really buying a discount as your home. And a lot might think that, wow. So when I sell, right, the amount of premium that I get is a lot. The appreciation level is a lot because I buy already at discounted price. Correct. Provided you can sell. Lor. Unfortunately, data suggested even my friends, my Bumi friends are not buying Bumi lots because it's very difficult to exit. There are just not that many Bumi purchases out there, unfortunately. So a lot of my Bumi friends are not buying Bumi lots. That's why the intention of this Bumi thing, right? Also, I think will need to be revised again. Then in back in JB, so this is the very dodgy, shady kind of thing where people will form Bumi companies, right? So as long as the majority of the shareholders is formed by Bumi Putra, so the company is considered a Bumi company and they will use this Bumi company to buy up a lot of Bumi lots. So they will just hire this very, very connected kind of lawyer 
to always get exemption and they can buy and sell boomy lots and turn them into non-boomies. So this is some shady things which eventually but sepandai-pandai to buy melompat akhirnya jatuh ke tanah juga. So the MB, the MB three years back in Johor actually catch all these people and penalty gout of lah. One more question to clarify is also Bumi Lot and Tana Rizab Melayu is very different. Uh, Bumi Lots are a uh, local authority setting. It's not really in your land title. So it's a zoning kind of thing. But Malay Reserve land, which is uh, Tana Rizab Melayu, is a very different animal altogether. So that explains the phenomenon where you can see Bangsa South. If you go down slightly further, right, you will see all these empty piece of pocket lands where I don't know why people don't want to develop. But most of them are Tana Rizab Melayu in uh, Segambut as well. So you can see Mong Kera already built until as if they're going to build another apartment on top of each other already. But then you can see Segambut is still all Kampung Kampung land. Right, so Kampung Kampung land is still Tana Rizab Melayu. And this story I hear from my uh, lecturers in, uh, in University Malaya. Lah. So I'm a graduate from there. The whole intention of having this Malay Reserve land, right? It's uh, to protect the ownership of land for local Malaysians. Not only Malay, uh, Malaysians. Because it's a very easy thing to do those days, right? Let's say you can... You can just pull the wire. Last time, they just pull paga. How much you, how much paga you can afford to wrap up your land? That land, that piece of land will actually be yours. And the condition is for you to keep yourself alive. It means that you can plant stuff and things like that to actually feed yourself or to do some commerce and things like that. But an easy way out as we grow globalization, right? As our globalization becomes more accessible, uh, a lot of our landowners, right? Chinese or Malay or whoever lah, who got land right then foreigners come in then they sell lah, the easiest way to make money because the lump sum is big so imagine every piece of land right can be sold that easily then it's very dangerous the whole Malaysia right, maybe 1% only owned by Malaysians so that was the whole intention of Malay Reserve Land and Malay Reserve Land it, again is very different in accordance to state so in terms of Lantan and Kedah I think that one is a very different thing where it needs to be a Orang Klete I don't know whether I pronounce it wrongly, uh, but that's what my Kelantan friends actually, actually tells me. Uh, Kelantanese is only considered a pure Kelantanese if both parents are from Kelantan. So it's almost impossible to develop one. And just to add on further, in certain states, you have that Adat Papate and Adat Temenggong, right? So those also affect ownership for descendants. So let's say the, the Ato or Nene pass away already, the land belongs to who? So in accordance to different Adat, also is designated differently so that's something very cool to also know and i think i can go on and on about this kind of land loss kind of thing because it's one of my favorite subject because i have a very good lecturer back in um lah. so i think that's all my question for today it's uh as a boomy right so for my boomy friends for my malay friends out there right uh would you buy a boomy lot and why so for my malay friends out there would you buy a boomy lots i realize that a lot of people don't dare to actually touch this topic because they will be seen racist and things like that but i think uh, we have passed that right now which i'm very proud of okay so for those who have any more questions about real estate so do just email me at t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g at gmail.com t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g at gmail.com or you can just look for e-heng i-h-e-r-n-g at the respective platforms anyway you can find me and i think that's all for this episode thank you very much one uh, stay safe at home and i will see you guys on the next episode ciao bye bye